Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody and welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. The oh. Triforce Podcast. Not just the, the. Triforce, the Triforce Podcast. Mm-hmm. One of the top rated podcasts on all of iTunes right now. Yeah, <laughs> we won the Best Variety Award from uh, Pornhub Podcast Review last yeah. week as well, which is a huge um, accolade it for dildos us. dildos or someone else's? I can't remember. Shout out to our sponsor for, for all the good work with the dildos. Yeah. The dildo retrieval service. Yeah. So far in 2018, we've had a, a massive 1.5 downloads, which has been just <laughs> humongous. I, I mean. love the, the half. The guy just quit. He was like, ah. Yeah. He was just like, he was just like, I wonder what these guys are like. Five seconds in. Ah, this is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> This is not for me. I gotta go. <laughs> so I was watching. I was watching. Like, we've spoken about this show before, right? I was watching Frasier, and there was one of my favorite episodes where he needs to come up with a new jingle for his show. And his dad goes, Feeling mad. I'm listening. You know, that's his jingle that he comes up with. And Frasier comes up with this ridiculous, long winded orchestral piece with all this spoken word. And I was thinking, we should just come up with a, a jingle. Yeah. Like, we, I figured just four lines, nice and simple. But it needs to rhyme and it needs to be a good jingle. So I thought we could do as a little mini project at the start of this week's uh, episode. We have to come up with a jingle. So I'm thinking, All right. what do we what do we want to say? What do we want to say? Let's brainstorm this, and people can get a a little window into the brilliance that is the Triforce. Podcast All right, I, I got I got one. Here's mine. You ready? <laughs> we just ready? got one. Let's go. Yeah. All right, Triforce podcast. It's the best. Just don't listen to it in Budapest. Okay, okay. I see I see where you're going with that. It goes dark at the end. See, like how it goes like, <laughs> it, it kind of goes a bit creepy. Like it's like, oh, fuck. What the fuck's going on in Budapest? <laughs> I think maybe we should be more aggressive. I think it should be like, hey, mate, listen to the Triforce podcast or else you're going to get glass. Podcast or else you're going to get glass. I'm just writing down these lyrics because they're gold. What if we got William Shatner to like do the, you know, his, his spoken word singing for the jingle too? That would be funny. That would be pretty the good. The Triforce Podcast. And he sort of looks Tri- so distant. Triforce Podcast. I said to her, the Triforce Podcast. <laughs> I'd be up for that. I don't know if he would, though. Okay. I mean, maybe if we show him our stats, though, he'd be like, whoa, no. 1.5. <laughs> 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 oh, hey, mate, you're listening to the Triforce podcast or else 
you're going to get class. Yeah. yeah. What, you take I, two, I'm not, two I'm not aggressive? happy with either of these entries. Right. Which one is your favorite of the two submitted so far? I'm going to say neither, if I, if I could. If you had to pick one, though, like which one... Which which one's getting on the plane and which one's getting fl floated? Yours yours is better. Okay. Lewis's is just right answer. I mean, I, I I admire the I admire the rhyming of podcast with glassed. Right. It's like a semi rhyme, I like that, but it doesn't sum us up. Neither does is the best. Just don't listen to Budapest. Like not, none of them. They don't actually say anything about the podcast. It's gonna be a laugh blast. It's gonna be a laugh. <laughs> how about how about something like three fellas talking? Listen while you're walking. Oh my god. Oh, I see. I was thinking more rappy. I was thinking we could rap On it. the toilet or while at work. Uh, what rhymes with work? Listen to it while you twerk. <laughs> or jerk. Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Just three fellas are talking. Are you typing all this while you're singing? Dude, it? you don't want to lose this. You gotta, and then you look back at the lyrics. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I think you do want to lose this. <laughs> Dude, listen to this. Just listen, all right? Now imagine this with a little jingle. Oh god. Three fellas talking. Listen while you're walking on the toilet or while at work. Listen to it while you twerk. Just three fellas are talking with a little country jingle. I think that's very Frasier. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Anyway, I like so it. we we haven't set I like one. It a lot. If you if you have a suggestion, yours is a little bit more elaborate. I really like that P flex. If you could add some piano to yeah, it, yeah, little or or some country music. Get it recorded like for next time, and we'll put it on start of the podcast. Yeah, sounds. good. I mean, we could even put. Those other bits, Triforce Podcast, it's the best, just don't listen to it in Budapest. Hey, mate, listen to the Triforce Podcast or else you're going to get glassed. We could put those as a stanza <laughs> can we, between... Can we say jugged instead of glassed? Because it's more... We've talked uh, about jugging. I don't know if we've talked about glassing much. It doesn't doesn't rhyme, though, does it? I mean, the whole point of it is that it rhymes. I, I feel like any song or poem or jingle has to rhyme, right? That's just my thing. How about, hey, listen to the Triforce podcast, you mug, or you'll go to prison and I'll get my jug. <laughs> what if it takes a dark twist at the end, though, and then it doesn't need to? You could do, you don't have, you can break out of rhyme for the dark twist at the end. Like right? as a shocker. Sort yeah, of thing. that's yeah. right. And then like the music changes all of a sudden and it yeah. turns into like that, like Vietnam <laughs> War flashback kind of... music where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> music comes in. Yeah. Listen to the podcast or we will murder you. Oh, Go back to the jingle. We will jug you. You will get a jugging. Such a jugging. <laughs> such, such a thorough jugging. Yeah, these are great ideas. I can see. I can see why people listen to this now. Like, I didn't understand the hype at first. You know, when I, we got those stats through and I was like, wow, somebody out there is loving this. And uh, It's just Russian bots, isn't it? It's like it's the election. Be, yeah. Putin's trying to push us. He's obviously got an agenda. He's got some sort of Triforce agenda, podcast. yeah. He wants they to... want you to push Triforce podcast <laughs> very hard. He wants to bring 1. the whole... 1.5 downloads. Make it happen, <laughs> guy. He wants to bring the whole podcast system down from the inside in the UK. <laughs> oh, holy That's crap. how you do it. You promote the worst, and then everybody says, podcasts suck. Yeah. We got this. So... Last week we were away. We missed the podcast last week. Yeah, how yeah. was Seattle? Oh, did was... you have any chowder? Did you have any chowder? Did we have any chowder? Sips? I didn't have any. I specifically told you to have. I chowder. mean, I don't think Lewis did either. Terps might have, I guess. I'm shocked. I don't think I did. Chowder, chowder is seafood, though, right? Like, yeah, I don't eat seafood, man. I don't eat any fish or more or meat or. So anything. you're a vegan? No, no I'm no, not no. a vegan. Just but vegetarian. I, I don't eat. I don't eat chicken. I don't eat fish. I don't eat. Meat, so make a wish. Even clams, like clams? I don't eat a clam either. You feel bad for the clams now? No, you I... You free them from their shell prison and <laughs> put them in a delicious chowder? 
in a bread bowl and you eat them. I would, I would not, would not eat a clam. <laughs> what did you think of Seattle? Though? It's a cool city, isn't it? It is. It's cool. Yeah, it was really fun. We took a couple of days out and looked around. We can't say much about of it. Uh, about yeah, it, I know. That's can't. the only. Tell thing. me when we finish recording. It's I awkward. More, but... Yeah. Well, uh, well, this is something to talk about because part of my sort of understanding is that what I do is I do things and then share them with people like whenever I'm I used to wait I used to make vlogs of me going to places or, or still do sometimes kind of the idea is to to share that experience with with the audience and sort of let them kind of get a picture of what what it's like and so it's kind of unusual to go away somewhere and, and feel like we can't really talk about it but we obviously we can say that we we, we went to 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 see Valve because um we can't say that you have to cut that we can we can say that that's fine uh, <laughs> we so we met um some people me and Turks met some people from Valve at GDC and we were talking to them about Jingle Jam and what we'd been um doing and they were kind of very now now it's got it's got very silent in here okay very silent because obviously PFLAX works with Valve. Everybody's concentrating on not breaking an NDA right now. That's why. That's basically what it Everybody's is. Everybody's yeah. furiously concentrating on what they're. It's like a. It's like a, a, an intense game of chess. All of what? our brains are whizzing and whirring, and we're like, "What can I say? How do I filter myself here?" Well, I think, I think normally what, what, I operate without filter, but now all of a sudden I have to filter myself. So we 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 basically met them at GDC, and they were like, "We'd like to talk to you guys more about you know stuff, the Jingle Jam and stuff like this, and also just generally, if you're there, it'll be good. If you're if you're coming up, it'll be good to talk to you and have you talk to some of the teams about what you do because." Basically, when we were talk talking to people at Valve, it was clear that they were very, very smart people. Oh, yeah, they're clever lads. And, and lasses, obviously. We would ask them the dumbest questions in the world, okay? <laughs> and then they would answer them. They'd just be like, oh, that's easy. I can tell you that straight away. And we'd be like, ah, that's how that, that thing works. Amazing. They would ask us a question, and it would be, a, like not, not the dumbest question in the world, but it would be like a question that we could answer easily because it's from our world, right? The world of... Right. From the point of view of, of Twitch streamers and YouTubers, it's like, you know, content... Creators and Steam curators and, and yeah. kind of professional podcasters. We had a lot of answers for them, and they had a lot of of, of answers for us. I, I sort of said if we can get um, some sort of help with the Jingle Jam, that would be great. And I think that's what we got. So I think overall, good trip. Yeah. And we also we also saw some stuff that we can't talk about. You know, and that's it. Really, that's that's all we could say. Yeah. I, I don't really want to talk too much about valve because people yeah we don't want to tell people stuff that we can't really no. talk about like that's not what i will say though is that we ate a lot of delicious food mm. in, but no chowder in their building yeah that, that's i guess that's like all we can so say. wait have they got have they have they moved to a new office because they were in bellevue they're in bellevue but they've got um i've only been there i think a couple of years in the office that they're at at the moment okay um yeah i don't think i've seen the new offices no. okay so yeah i mean it's 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 very very nice, really, really nice place. Yeah, I mean, Valve is 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 always everyone's always talked about Valve because they're kind of very secretive, they're very mysterious, they're very, I guess, like the North Korea of game design. <laughs> <laughs> they're very close. Uh, they're very, they're very powerful. <laughs> I think the thing is they've got a lot of cachet because yeah. the games that they've made and everything is so huge. I and mean. They they seem to do things differently to other games companies. So like, hang on, let's just clear this up quick, quickly. <laughs> they're they're like North Korea because they're secretive, not because they're hated by most of the rest of the gaming industry. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're not trying to build weapons of mass destruction in uh, in Bellevue, but I don't think I, th I think it's they they are they, there's a lot of fondness for them because of the the games that they've made. 
I know they haven't made games for a few years now. I, I don't know. I, I really like them. All the people that I've met working for Valve, like you said, they're always very smart, very Holy competent crap. No, people. No, absolutely everyone there was wonderful. It's ridiculous, right? Like you just talk to someone and you're like, what do you do? Like this is, so when I go to TI, I'll talk to people and I like, they'll be running something or they'll be programming something or making something, they're doing something or they're working on the production for the, for the Dota tournament and everything. And I'm like, uh, so what is your background? Like, you're a sound engineer? They're like, oh, no, no. My background is I'm a plumber or whatever. But uh, I just turned my hand to this piece of software and made it better and did this, that, and the other. So it's like they just find these really smart people and they just say, hey, you you like so-and-so, don't you? Yeah, okay, you're, you're now the guy in charge of X. And you just go go away and do that. It's, it's amazing. I don't amazing. think they necessarily even say that. I think they say, would you like to come work at Valve? The, the person is like, to do what? And then it's like, well, yeah, you yeah, could do this. Yeah, they don't just have like a job, do they? They're just like, hey, you want to do this? I think you, this, you is, the, guy, I think this is the thing, like talking to everyone at Valve, they're not like isolationist or like shy or like kind of like secretive necessarily. They are very much open, but it's kind of not their... Because they don't have sort of very fixed roles. It's all very kind of, you can kind of do what you want. Yeah, yeah. And so they you need to do something. But, but no one is necessarily outward facing necessarily. I think, I think from my impression, they don't, oh, and from my knowledge, they don't really have a PR team. They don't really have an no, outward facing team. No, I don't think team. they do. I, I don't think They don't so. really have any sort of agreed way of talking to people. And as a result, um, the whole process is that, you know, if you want to talk to people about what you're doing and stuff, you could do it. Um, but other people might not be happy with the, with you doing that at the company. And so I don't know, necess I think what it leads to is that, that it's no one's job really to, to sort of do that. And so as a result of the culture, it be kind of becomes what appears to be kind of quite unapproachable. I mean, Eric Johnson is like the main guy, that he's like the go-to guy for, for any kind of uh, public facing business stuff. Yeah. Right? Like he's the guy that's generally made himself the most available as, if you want to talk to anyone, talk to me. Yeah. Uh, because he's a very senior guy there. You know, he's been there a long time. He, he knows Valve inside out and he's like a Valve guy. Yeah. But I think most people, yeah, you ask them, like there, there's general kind of valve -y answers for things. Like you'll ask a question and you'll get pretty much the same answer from whoever you ask there. Not like, I'm not saying they're like a hive mind, but I do wonder if one of the things they've worked on is a chip that can be inserted into the brain. Yeah. And if someone asks a question, Eric Johnson pushes a button and says, don't answer that question. And the little voice pops in their head and says, don't answer that question. They just sort of go, I don't know what you're talking about, or I can't comment on that. They just suddenly go like a little bit limp when you ask them <laughs> yeah, questions. Yeah, they just sort of, <laughs> no comment. Like, wow, they got eric Fair enough. It, it feels like that a little bit. Like there's a kind of, uh, they know what they can and can't say. I mean, they, they've got to though. And and every game company, every big game company is like that. I mean, Blizzard is the I same. I assume so. Yeah, they have to. I mean, but if you look at like Blue Hole, right? Yeah. Like they seem to say whatever the fuck they want. And of course that's, that's the thing. It's an example of what happens when you have people just spouting shit. Like uh, Brendan says things like, uh, there won't be microtransactions until we're out of alpha and then microtransactions turn up and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if some companies that actually just think, oh, I can talk to the press, no problem. And they'll say stuff and they just think, oh, people will forget. Yeah. But they don't forget anymore. And I think Valve knows that they never promise anything. Just tell people to be ready when it's ready. Don't answer any questions with directly. If anyone asks you a question you don't want to answer, just say, I can't answer that or something. You know, don't do what what some companies do and just everybody's just running their fucking mouths and then you end up in a load of trouble and fans go, you promised us this. It's a bit of an evolution with companies though. I think when they release their first title and they're not they're not set up, um, you know, completely 100% 
efficiently to, to, to handle the release of that and everything that, that goes with it sort of thing. You probably will get people talking about stuff that maybe they shouldn't be talking about or whatever. But then I think when when these companies sort of progress on, they get a couple of like IPs under them and stuff, it, it changes, right? Then then they yeah, start maybe. becoming like a little bit more tight with their information and stuff. Because if they're working on a project that's going to take like four years for them to release, right? you can't let people know about it beforehand because, you know, it's it's still it's still competition. It's still an industry that they operate in. And if they've got this great idea that's going to take them a long time to implement, you know, somebody else could come along and do it in half the time and beat them right, to right. it sort of thing. So they got to be super careful. I mean, if you look at the Vive, the Vive took like years to to come out yeah. and when it finally did come out you know it was like it was ready it was definitely ready i mean i'm very happy with with my one i'm waiting for some some killer apps for it but it's like oh yeah get some get like, some dating simulators <laughs> they have any shower with your dad vr oh, edition those boobs are so God. so soft and realistic in <laughs> <laughs> just, you're there like against the wall with like two cushions like strapped to oh, it. Oh, like, oh, I can <laughs> feel them. Uh, so no, so I, I think, yeah, like you said, it's a bit of an evolution. I think that, that Valve has existed for a long time and they found that they just don't need like these certain things or, I mean, that, I think Valve works because it's partly because it's been going on for such a long time, partly because of the people who work there have to have the right mindset for it. Yeah. Um, where they, I feel like they're a little bit like gentlemen scientists. Okay. <laughs> they're, they, they're almost like, they kind of don't have to do anything, but they like to, and they want to sort of do stuff. They come into work and they're like, Oh, what should I work on today? Oh, let's work on this, this cool thing. That's going to be really good and, and do that. And I think as a result, some things fall by the wayside, but as a, res- as a result, you get these incredibly innovative, creative things coming out yeah. that make up for, for that. And it's kind of something which, which um, you've heard about before. Like you hear about companies saying, Oh, on Fridays, every Friday, just don't, you know, everyone come in and don't do, do anything. Just do whatever you want to, want to do on Fridays. Ooh, and, what companies do well, that? Well, I think that was Google. Cisco Industries I, Limited, for instance. <laughs> but, but I think, what was it that came out of that? Was it was it Gmail or was it Google Drive? Or some, there's some famous thing at Google that was very successful, came out of these Fridays where people were just like, I'm just going to do what I want to do today. I'm not I gonna... think a lot of stuff has come out of Google from that. That's With, with creative jobs, you can't, you can't just pigeonhole people into like nine to five strict you have to you have to sit on your chair all day and you can only have one hour for lunch at one o'clock and stuff you Mm. know like i think if you if you let people go off and have time and flexibility to do stuff i mean you you can get robots to do that job exactly if you've got jobs where you might as well be they might as well be replaced by a robot then then there's no point but if if you've got jobs that require a quarter of a brain then you know, people are people are smart and a really valuable resource, and they're often like I found it working here that you know it's worth investing in people because they they'll pay you back in the ways that you don't expect. Yeah, you know, you can't look at someone and say, oh, you know, I pay him thirty k, so he better make me fifty fifty k of dildos that I can shift on fucking you know dildos dot com <laughs> forward slash. They'll pay you back podcast. in ways you don't expect, like like a sneaky hand job <laughs> under the desk, that kind of stuff. <laughs> So no, I, I, it was really, really interesting, and and I kind of don't want to say any more about it other than like I think it was 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 a little bit culture shock for me to go there, right? Yeah, because it was so. Even though we have a sort of similar structure in our office, i.e., a lot of um, 
But for us, it's different because the reason that it kind of works here is because a lot of the people in this office are kind of independent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, we don't have any managers. We don't have any bosses either, particularly other than me and Terps. And, and Terps is almost never here, and I don't know any answers. So, or, or, what does or, Terps do when he's not in the office? Where is he? He's kind of well. He's watching superhero movies by himself. He's uh, <laughs> playing Hearthstone. <laughs> no, Terps is is busy doing a uh, hundred and one things. Like you know, so and he always seems busy when I'm there, or is it just when I'm there, everyone looks busy because they think the old man is. Here. There's like, somebody. There's a. We got a guest. Yeah. We got the, a, the visit from the old man. That's the it. old man's in today, meaning the owner. Who's this guy? What does he do? You're fired. <laughs> Wait, you do something important? You're hired. You're at half price. <laughs> exactly. I'd love to be that guy. I'd love to be. E- that even guy. though, kind of, we have a well, because there's a lot of independent people. They are kind of working for themselves. Uh, right, and, right. And at Valve, it feels like a lot of the time people are kind of. I'd love to share some of the little anecdotes we've got, but you know, we like like walking around and see, seeing some of these people, asking what they're working on, and have one guy tracking down, you know, Chinese key resellers and and shutting them down, or you know, like you know, it's kind of like I think they sometimes it looks to me like they're just having fun. Yeah, <laughs> Man, like like you know, it seems like a really really good it's a really good environment to like foster. Yeah, it is. It's creativity. very cool being in the offices. It's yeah. uh, you really feel like you like it doesn't feel like. Like you said, it doesn't feel like it's like nine to five. Like I've been to Mrs. F's office and it's just everybody staring at the screen, just tapping away and yeah. phones and work. Yeah. And it feels like work is happening. Work is being done. Mm. And then you go to Valve and you're like, everyone just seems to be hanging out. And it seems really cool. A lot nice. of those places, it's the illusion of work, though. I mean, we've talked about this well, yeah, so many times. But the times, thing is, because but... if you go back to Valve a year later, they're like, oh, let me show you this. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. You guys have been busy. Like they actually, they're doing work. But it's not the kind of work where you could walk around and just hear like a, a massive call center where you could just the sound of work being done. Yeah, and a valve, you walk around, there's a guy it. drinking a coffee, looking out a window, and a year later, boom, there's the vibe or whatever. It's like. I think the big problem with with valve though is that the work that you expect to to, to be done sometimes isn't done though, like because it's, what, like it's, the battle pass for Dota. Well, like you know, you well that's out now though, isn't it? And also it is out now. I think also it's it's more the it's more the like don't they have. Valve time or whatever, which is you ready know, when the, it's ready. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Soon, TM. And I mean, that that's kind of that's kind of a part and parcel of the of the environment and of the thing. It's like you'll, you'll they'll say, "I'll have a look at this thing we're doing," and then we'll be like, "Oh, that's interesting." And then a year later, they'll they'll say, "Oh, here it's done," and we'll be like, "What's done?" And they're like, "This thing we've been working on," and be like, "But that's not what you were working on a year ago." Yeah, that was. I mean, the thing <laughs> is that, like, you know, it does come with a guarantee. There's obviously like a high standard, like the mm. you know the stuff that that they do release is often very good it's iconic i mean it is yeah. like half-life portal dota csgo i mean i can see a parallel with for example with us with with shadow of israel because you know that was obviously now <laughs> okay well that's right. that's that was like <laughs> okay shut up sips i think it's true though i mean i can see like we stopped doing it because it was we had to be up to a certain standard right yes yeah and it was like became this incredible like like weight around a our burden. neck. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And everyone who originally was passionate about it had moved on to two other things that they were passionate about. Yeah. And they'd gotten tired of making this this thing. And so I was left on my own thinking, okay, how do I get people to do this? And the only answer really is to find people who are passionate about it and want to do it. Yeah. Um and certainly I'm gonna level with you. I don't even really know what it was. Well, so it was it was our YouTube series that we did back in the day in Minecraft, and it was it was kind of a. It was a story. Plus, it was world building. It was kind of a. But bit... it was you were playing Minecraft, right? Yeah, but it was kind of all scripted in a sense. Like we had, oh. we had a lot of people 
coming in and playing as almost actors in game. So originally, like it was kind of like this thing where we had other people, other of our friends playing as characters, and it was kind of like we created this kind of living world with a story in it that Simon didn't know anything about what was happening. So it was a little bit like doing D&D, I guess. Right. Um, in in Minecraft. And this was this was like, you know, seven or eight years ago now. But every time I go to an event, every time anyone meets me, anytime I open a piece of fan mail, it's like, when's, you know, how, what happened to Shadow of Israel? Where's the next episode of Shadow of Israel coming out? It's one of these things that I feel, I feel kind of, like it's constantly nagging me, yeah, and I'm I'm powerless to do anything about it, and and frustrated about it because I I feel like, and even if we and and the longer it goes on, the worse it gets, right? Because it's like, well, it's been seven years now since since we did that. You know how is it, is it, what about our new audience? Are they going to remember it? Are they going to play it? Like with Valve, like you know, how many people are you going to meet that have never played Half Life Two and you know didn't didn't grow up with Half Life Two like we did? How many people have come along since then? And also. Is this still a thing on YouTube that works? Like, are this, are this, is this narrative Minecraft content going to be what people are interested in seeing? Probably not, you know. So, so you know, if 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 Valve were to release, you know, episode three of Half-Life 2 or whatever, or if they were to release, you know, if they were to start working on Half-Life 3, where would they start? Like, how would it be like a kind of a thing that they could... could and think about how much pressure and, and demand there is to get it right. You know, when you're a company like Valve and you've, yeah, yeah. you've got this incredibly high standard like how much polish does it need and 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 you know you know i can imagine like for us like when we when we if i was to try and make our thing which is nothing compared to it right nothing you know it needs talented coders and stuff and i'm just an idiot but you know it it, it's it's a very daunting task in my mind to to try and do shadow of which is why i haven't done it and so you know yeah you may you may well laugh sips that that you know i'm trying to compare myself to the most successful games company of one of them all time. But he is, um, and he's right. <laughs> <laughs> Some parallels there. Oh, fine. I know. There, are, there are parallels. I know. Welcome, to, parallels. welcome to, to take we that We get away. you. It's just funny because you said, yeah, you know, Valve and Shadows of Israel. <laughs> it was just the delivery. <laughs> it was more, great. More than the actual content, I guess. Well, it's 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 interesting. So we, 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 we went to Valve. I, I mean... I, I think everything we've said is, is probably is probably okay. Um, yeah, we haven't really said anything. It's probably fine. Yeah, um, we watched a lot of movies while we were there. Flax, what you, did you? So did you watch Avengers: Infinity War? We, we did. did. Yeah, in we IMAX uh, 3D. Okay, <laughs> warning: we're not going to do any spoilers. No. Okay, promise. Okay, but it's a good good fucking movie, and I really enjoyed it. I did too. Yeah, I'm not like a huge fan of uh, superhero movies. Like I was, I was saying on stream yesterday, there's so many superhero movies that I haven't seen. Like I've never seen a Guardians of the Galaxy or oh, they're really good. I haven't seen any okay, of the Iron Doctor Man Strange movies. Doctor Strange is really good. You haven't seen any of the Iron I Man movies. I haven't seen Thor. So, I haven't so seen Doc, shit. So so honestly, like Sips Sips has never seen a Marvel movie. Basically, what the fuck? I don't I think you've seen Netflix series though. I like those. I like Daredevil oh, and Jessica Jones. I mean, they're not oh, in Infinity on. War though. Like, I know, the point is that, but like they're still Marvel. Infinity right? War is the last, like what well, the last one, but a, a, a sort of a, a very a much a setup relying on the last sort of twenty films. I can't believe you watched Infinity backstory. War having not seen any of the pro- previous movies. Like it, you're going to be completely no, lost. I, I haven't seen that. 
Thor, Ragnarok. Well, he hasn't seen Thor, I, any of the Thor. He hasn't seen any of the Iron Man. He hasn't seen the new Spider-Man. He hasn't seen Black Panther. I don't think you've seen a single Ter- one. Terps, Terps wanted me to see it because he was like, I want to see what it's like for somebody who doesn't watch these movies, like what they think of it sort of thing. And I thought it was pretty good. It was entertaining. Like the the effects and stuff were awesome. Yeah. It was very funny at parts. Like it was just it was just a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot. I liked there it a lot go. too. I, so, I, so if you're into Marvel or not, we recommend I mean, Infinity War. Some of the characters I didn't know, like, at all. Like, I didn't, and, I didn't yeah, realize that... And you turned that... to me and you were like, oh, he could do that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> this guy's like a spider and a man. Some That's them, unbelievable. <laughs> some of them just seem to just be pulled out of someone's ass somewhere. Like, I, I, <laughs> like who? Well, like that Vision guy. What the fuck? Like he just seemed like <laughs> you have to have seen the movie. He just, what? He just seemed like a like a total Z lister from like the sixties. No, or something. he's like super powerful. Yeah, oh, he didn't seem that, that powerful in that movie. Oh, like, it might my, my whole sort of recollection of that guy was just crying all the time, basically. <laughs> I feel he like was. it was yeah, pretty rough. I I feel like um I feel like the the movie was a little bit like a slash who would ask slash who would win. Do you know what I mean? Like I think like when you smush all these people together, it's like oh who's who was the no, most powerful? It's the least? culmination of of literally years of Marvel movies. No, but and you know what? I I've watched them all. Apart from I haven't seen Black Panther yet, but I've watched all the other ones multiple times. And the fact it was building up to this, I think, is really cool. And this, the payoff was was worth it. It's like the payoff for all these years of movie watching and the little hints and the building of the universe and everything. And I mean, I, I read Marvel comics when I was a kid, and I read like you know, not the Infinity War, but um, there was another war. This one was with Galactus. I can't remember what it was called. Anyway, it was like the same shit. Like the front of the comic was just all the fucking heroes uh, yeah, in the universe. I remember Galactus. On I used to read some of the comics when I was younger. I used to collect the cards as well, the Marvel cards. Right. You know, they, do, they don't have access to Galactus. Yeah, it's like some... So, Sony it's like owns Sony Galactus, or Fox right. or something. Terps was telling me apparently it's the same deal with Silver Surfer. They can't do yeah, anything Yeah, they can't with have them. Silver Surfer, who is the herald of Galactus. That yeah. was the whole, so he's the guy who turns up and says, yo, you're fucked on a surfboard, which is like yeah. the most bro thing I can think of. <laughs> That's why Silver Surfer was always kind of a dick. He's like, yo, what's up? Surfs, surfs on your planet. And just goes, oh, yo, you fuck, Galactus is yeah. coming and shit. Whoa, hang tight, y'all. Just fucking pieces on his surf. And uh, apparently, because um, we went to, while we were in Seattle, we went to the, um, we went to this like uh, Marvel exhibit. They had it at the uh, Museum of Popular, Popular Culture. Right. Which is pretty good. That was just, it had like a bunch of the costumes and some like art and like early stuff and whatever. And I was reading the bit about Guardians of the Galaxy, and apparently it's like they they completely reinvented it, like for modern audiences, because like the characters were just old and they didn't really feature much or do much, and it was it was a completely different thing. And then I I, I guess a couple of guys got together and just sort of like reinvented them recently, like for the movie adaptations or whatever. What the heroes? I think so. Yeah, I was just yeah. Like, I mean, like if you look at superhero movies. Prior to X-Men, the first X-Men movie, which was not a Marvel uh, production. That was Sony, I think. Because, again, all the X-Men are, it's a, it's a Sony slash Fox thing, right? So Marvel, there, there are no X-Men. Like Wolverine and the X-Men, none, none of them showed up in Infinity War or any of the extended universe, which is crazy. And Fantastic Four X-Men, is the same, isn't it? The Fantastic Four. And, I mean, in all this stuff in the comics, of course, like, 
uh, you know, Reed Richards is like front and center because he's like the, the smartest guy on the planet. Yeah. So he would be the guy saying, this is what we've got to do. And they've kind of passed that role on to Doctor Strange, even though he definitely wouldn't have been that sort of much of an influence and, and everything like that. He was so, pretty cool, though. I like that. I, I, yeah, I haven't I mean, seen honestly, the actual movie Doctor is Strange awesome. movie. But. It's very, very good. We watched it the other day with the kids and they, they really enjoyed it. But um, okay. it's, it's very cool. And I think the, the thing is, the comics were actually pretty cheesy. Like, there are some great bits. Don't get me wrong. I love the comics. But the idea of just taking those and sticking them straight on the screen... No, 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 no. You have to adapt this shit. You've got a completely different yeah. audience than you had 50 years ago when these comics yeah, were Yeah, of course, yeah. So a lot of the time people are complaining, I thought Division was miscast because his relationship with so-and-so and blah, blah, in episode 47 of The Incredible Hulk, when Hulk reveals that he likes Pop-Tarts, I preferred that episode to the movie. So no, you can't do that. You're talking about literally decades worth of comics, and they're about to bore them down to a two-hour movie. So they take the essence of the character, they modernize them a bit, they're a bit more smart-talking and funny. Like, Thor is not like Thor in the comics at all. Mm. Like, Thor is a super boring, try-hard warrior type. You yeah, know, he's, he's like, pretty funny in the movie. Right. I mean, Thor Ragnarok Man. is literally a, it's literally a comedy. That, it's not a superhero movie at all. It's a comedy movie, mm. but with superheroes in. That, and that bald guy from Guardians of the Galaxy actually killed me i was yeah he's was hilarious crying right? with laughter it was uh, oh i mean guardians of the galaxy a, is like a, a prime moment. example they, they took damn. a comic that was it was kind of subversive and funny ish but it, it wasn't like deadpool which was like completely subversive and, and different guardians of the galaxy was kind of i mean they completely re revamped it as we should make these characters funny and they got a funny actors in and they have great lines and stuff. I mean, he's hilarious, right? Well, yeah. I mean, they've leaned you know, into the, the comedy sort of aspect of it because it's done done really well. I mean, Thor Ragnarok is a good, great example of a basically just a comedy superhero movie, really. Yeah. It's just, just really funny throughout and really fun. I mean, yeah, they, they do continually reboot these things in different ways. I mean, just, I, can, I mean, Spider-Man's like been rebooted like oh six or God. seven times, you know, it feels But they like... finally got it right. Spider-Man Homecoming is legit a good superhero movie. Like, I, I really enjoyed I, it. I found Spider-Man in Infinity War without spoiling anything. Because, like, And again, being the last time I saw a Spider-Man movie was the one with fucking Kirsten Dunst in it, like the... You know the like the first one. It yeah, had, yeah. Uh, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Sam yeah. Raimi directed it. Yeah, yeah. So and and Spider Man in that was okay, I guess. Like you know, he's just sort of like did his thing. But I, I found the the Spider Man in Infinity War. It was like it was like watching Batman and Robin. Like he was just like he just <laughs> seemed so sort of like. Hey guys! Hey, I'm here. I'm ready to fight crime. <laughs> well, they definitely like... aged him down, but that's knowing that. Spider-Man is the the biggest selling merch by a long way in there. Oh, so they have know. to like, and sort so of it's make kids, him and it's, kids it's and, every yeah. kid you know loves Spider-Man. It's huge. also Spider-Man. Spider-Man is meant to be like that. He's meant yeah. to be that age and that kind of smart talking. He's in danger, but he doesn't even really seem to. He just all wise cracking. Like that was what Spidey always was. Like your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He wasn't meant to be like a, a badass. And so in, in later issues, when he got like the Venom suit, I'm, I'm nerd now here, but anyway, when he gets like the Venom suit, it gets all these darker timelines and shit like that. Uh, they, they tried to make him, I think they thought that in the 90s, because comics suddenly got all different in the 90s. Like there yeah. was a big change. In the 80s, the comics were all just fresh and they had the comic code of conduct and stuff on the stamp on the cover. So the parents knew there'd be no swearing or nudity or anything like that. And then you got into the 90s and the 2000s and they had a new audience. And the movies are a reflection of that. Well, I think it's because Although it's it's a newer, newer. It's audience. a little bit like the kids growing up with it, though. Like I feel like like that happened 
to Harry Potter as well, right? As the Harry Potter movies um, and 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 books went on, the audience who was watching them grew up with them. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of had to grow more adult as a result. But when it comes to nowadays, like it's a bit strange for a kid who's, let's say, 11 to start with Harry Potter because the first ones are maybe a little bit too young and the last ones maybe a little bit too old, you know, and it's so, yeah. so reading the series is kind of, they, they don't really have a very consistent tone um, across what the series. What age did you start at with Harry Potter? What was it, like 26, 27? Yeah, like, yeah. Probably. I've never read the books. No, me I watched neither. the movies. Yeah. I didn't grow I up with Harry Potter them. because actually I was fully grown by the time it came out. Yeah, so. I was having sex and smoking and getting drunk. So. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy this stuff. Sure We've does. been through this stuff. Just because you like Star Wars, don't you? Hmm? Which ones? Hmm? Yeah, I liked it when kids, I was a kid. Film. Yeah, I grew up. I, with I don't it. watch the old Star Wars very often. Like if they're on TV, I might stick them on. Try and get the kids into Star Wars, just because I think it's uh, good education in in movie history and shit. But yeah. I'm not sitting around wanking about Star Wars all day. Well, a lot of grown ass men are, and uh, yeah. then they complain when their Star Wars new Star Wars movies are a bit kid friendly. They're like, oh, this yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like well, it's ridiculous. This... It's a new audience. It's a product. It's. I mean, if if you think it's some holy grail. Guess what? Disney owns that shit now. And you can go back and be nostalgic about Star Wars all you like, yeah. but they're just going to make movies. That's it. And I, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of reviewers say, oh my God, it's just going to be Disney. Mo- We're going to have Star Wars. You're going to be sick of Star Wars. And I, I'm did you probably... S- did you see that Solo, the new Star Wars movie? I've seen the coming. trailer, yeah, yeah. And have you seen... Uh, Donald Glover's new music video thing. I've seen it, yeah. I saw this, that too, This yeah. is America. This Holy is America. Guns in my area. Shit. It was something else, right? Yeah. Like, was, I mean, I think everybody went nuts for it. That's it, I saw it last night and I was like, I was just blown away. I just, he's just, he's just, he's just dancing. Like just the, the, the video of him just, it's, it's amazing. It's I, good. It's, yeah. it's, some, it's very compelling. He just, yeah. I don't think it, it's not sending a compl- as complex a message as people seem to be making no, out. No, I don't think. I it's, think it's, it's a pretty straightforward message. Yeah. And the song is okay. Like the song, it's okay. The I song's mean, it's not okay. my favorite Donald Glover song. No. My favorite, you know, Gambino song, but it, it's it's decent. But just watching um, him, but, like, just... yeah, the video is something else. It's very artistic. Yeah, I I was just yeah. Man, really good. Just hit him all like sweaty and fucking running around. Man, I was thinking. You liked that, did you? Yeah, I liked yeah, it. And so, I mean, that's maybe weirdly. I think he's the only thing I'm excited for in in the new Star Wars movie. So I've heard he's cool. I mean, he, he's multi talented. Have you dude, have you right? seen Atlanta? That's pretty good. He's in that. No, I haven't. Oh, but I've it's heard very good. good. About it. good I do want to watch because I mean, I watched all of Community, and he was he was really good in that. And I remember really enjoying Community. If you haven't seen, so, it. but all the stuff like he's not he's not just that guy, is he? Like we haven't seen Abed again. I haven't seen the guy who played Abed doing much yeah that's the guy true. what is his name joel McHale. he hasn't done as well donald glover was like the guy to come out of that series with the most stuff going on now like he's gone from community to being bigger than when he was on community well he's i mean gone from i guess dan harman's doing rick and morty and stuff you know so that's like right but he wasn't on the camera is what i'm saying i'm talking about the acting talent it's right? true like, yeah like, like i mean alison brie's done was it brie alison brie stuff. she's 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 hot. As well. I'm a big Alison Brie. Uh, Let me can... just Google Alison Brie just to remind myself. Is it Brie or Brie? Ah, it's spelled like the cheese. What, okay. what, how hard is she on the Hurley scale? Uh, she's. I mean, what are we talking? Which era Hurley are we talking about? Any. I mean, we're talking Liz Hurley in that movie where she she's played fine the devil? all the time. I, what was it? I saw Alison Brie. In. I think I saw her in Hurley. in the the Post. Let's see, IMDb. The Washington Post movie, The Post. It's good. I quite enjoyed that. Sweet. Um, good God. What are you looking at now, Liz Hurley? Again, Liz Hurley is the. Why is that? I'm actually just looking at a Google image. 
It's like um, your every th- three months you you search. She up. lots of pictures of her in her bathing suit, which is oh yeah. Which, <laughs> there's one of her as like a giant woman in a bathing suit pointing a trident at him. That's that's oh, pretty fucking what, hot. What are you looking at now? What are you looking at? What's pictures happening? of Liz Hurley. Literally what else? just there's pictures a guy with, of Liz Hurley. There's a yeah. guy in a tr- with a trident. What are you? She's got a trident. She. This is when the devil is super angry with. Uh, Brendan Fraser, she's Satan, right? And she did a. Have you not seen Bedazzled? I don't think so. Oh, no. it's really good. So it's a remake of a dust. Uh, what's, what was it? It's name? a remake. Yeah, I mean, it's how a remake. old is it? Oh, it's it's from the nineties. This movie. It was Brendan Fraser when he was oh. when he was not looking like he was about to to die. You know, it's like this is like. Why Brendan is he Fraser, dying? This is probably his no, but he looks like he's gonna die. Oh, so this is like well. he he's a regular schlub. He can't get this girl he likes, and he does a deal with the devil, played by Liz Hurley. In her best role and looking the hottest she's ever looked, I'll tell you that. And the deal is that he's going to wish for stuff and she's going to give him like a taste of this other life. But of course, because she's the devil, there's always a twist. All right. And at the end or something, she owns his soul if he if there's some kind of fuck up anyway. So it's it's a good movie. It's a really good comedy. And Brendan Fraser is very funny. It was it? directed by Egon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he directs a lot of stuff. Egon. He did. He he died sadly. Yeah, yeah. He was he was. Dirty. He did um, all sorts of stuff. Groundhog Day and and Bedazzled and yeah. He did a bunch of movies. I think. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. I I watched I watched Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox um story movie um the one with the with John C Riley in it. Oh yeah, and you, know, you ever see that one where he's like a kind of like a country west? It's it's sort of like a like a Johnny Cash sort of spoof thing i've heard about it any good fuck yeah it was really funny yeah i liked it a lot it was on the american netflix while we were in seattle i just was as you do browsing through netflix trying to find something to watch it's like anchorman funny sort of thing you know like right right it's supposed to be sort of a parody of uh, the johnny cash movie movie um biopic yeah walk the line walk the line yeah. yeah it's funny it's good but john c Riley is is very hit and miss, I think. A lot of his stuff feels like he's but... fucking hilarious, though, man. He's say, and he's he's such a good actor too. Like it's crazy, but he's very oh. funny in like Tim and Eric and a bunch of other See, stuff. I watched that Talladega Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. I watched that as well because it was like you know, oh, you watch this, you'll probably like this. I was like, oh, okay. So I watched that too. That's pretty Some good. Some of those recommendations are fucking hilarious. And then I watched I watched all of on the way on the on the flight back home. The flight back home went so fucking quick because I downloaded all of Dirty Money on Netflix. Okay. Which What's was that? like seven hours. It's like um it's 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 like a documentary series about like um, you know, scams and scandals. Like they right, had right. like the like the Volks, Volkswagen uh, emissions scandal. They had like the payday uh, a payday loan scandal. There was an episode on on a maple syrup heist in Canada, and, <laughs> which was really weird, but it was it's still interesting. And there's there's an episode on um, Trump, just like sort of talking about some of like the weird shady shit that he did, sort of in the '90s when he sort of almost blew all his money and went bankrupt, sort of thing. And the lead up to him sort of like running for president and everything too. Um, it was it was really good. If you want to watch something good on Netflix, fucking Dirty Money is is excellent. I really liked it. I watched every, every episode back to back on the on the flight home. Damn! Like, before sleep. I knew it, can bam! I, can I can I ask you a question, Sips? As as a Canadian, I want to. I'm trying to understand something. Right. Okay. I'm trying to understand Nardwar the Human Serviette. You know this guy, right? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I is don't it a imagine guy who a guy eats stuff with, again. With, oh no, no, God. no. He's an interviewer. He interviews like musicians. He interviews rappers a lot. 
So he's got like he he wears like a Scottish style yes, bonnet yes, with, a, with a thing on the top. He's yes, got long hair. This guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nardwar the human serviette. Um, I, I, do, I don't understand like what why he's seen as as such a. I mean, I think he's hilarious, but it surprises me that this guy would be popular because he's such a weird guy, and it seems like a very Canadian that's thing. So a, yeah, he was on he was on much music. He was he, so much music in Canada was Canadian MTV basically. It <laughs> had its own. Music. It had its own. It had its own channel, like its own cable channel, and he was uh, that. Yeah, that's where I remember him from. He was on. Okay. He's on much music, like as as I was growing up, sort of thing. But he wasn't on it tons. Like right. he would just appear. And do like the odd interview here and there, sort of thing. Like that guy with the dog. What was the the talking dog interviews where the microphone is in like a paw? Have you seen that one? He's oh, like, uh, um, and the triumph, dog's the uh, triumph, the talking the insult comedy dog, dog right? insult yeah, comedy yeah. dog. Yeah, that was. I, I mean, um, I, triumph is hilarious. Fuck, it's so funny. Yeah, the guy that so the guy that did that did triumph um, worked with Conan O'Brien on a bunch of stuff. Yes. But he did um, he did a whole bunch of skits for uh, Saturday Night Live. Like he did like the ambiguously gay duo skit. Did you ever see that the cartoon for that? It was really funny. It was like from the nineties. Uh and then he did um Saturday TV Funhouse as well, which was just fucking it was a bit like um like Wonder Showsen. You ever see Wonder Showsen? No. It was just a little bit. Is it bit... a bit like um what was that show with Bob Odenkirk and uh They're all from the, the same Cross. sort of um, those guys all have worked together in the past and done stuff together and they all have a very similar sense of humor and stuff. And it's a little bit sort of out there, but very, very funny. It's, you know, it's sort of like Tim and Eric now, but this right. is like back in the, you know, like in the like nineties going into the late nineties sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a character called Ed the Sock from, from a show called Ed's Night Party, which is a show that I, I think most people have forgotten. Holy you know what the crap. weird thing is, is I, I feel I like a lot Ed of these the shows... You remember the song? Yeah. So a lot of these shows in the '90s, there seemed to be a lot more comedy sketch shows given to just a random dude or a couple of people. It's like just go and make a, a sketch show, and I don't see so many sketch shows now, and I, I'm not sure why. I mean, Key and Peele came along, but that was like an internet thing that they then went to Comedy Central, right? But yeah. where where is the next Triumph the Insult Comic Dog? Where is the next Nardwar the Human Serviette? <laughs> I think people are putting too much yeah. faith in but vlogging and shit. Maybe this is Start a, getting a fucking sketch show out uh, there. It's kid. just the way that things change and maybe and, this is a Valve thing, right? Maybe it's too much people too many people being control freaks and not enough like just seeing talent and saying, hey you yeah. make a funny thing. You You're know, funny. do whatever you want. And there's yeah. like a whole yeah. bunch of stuff that comes through like adult swim and stuff that's a bit like that you know they they sort of they they get stuff that isn't like your sort of mainstream story i can't fucking st- lewis i don't know what the hell happened in seattle but i am burping like all the time like <laughs> since i've been home i don't know what's happened to my innards like they're just <laughs> completely fucked anyway do you know um, what i think it is I, I i actually blame the simpsons because i think most stuff that people are making nowadays seems to be some fucking animated show yeah and i think everybody saw the simpsons and said it has to be animated and everything's animated now. Well, I think that's what I think it is. I think I think in a in a lot of ways though, like especially if 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 your comedy is like more out there and harder for actual people to to portray it, it's it's much easier obviously to to animate something, right? You know, like because otherwise, if you have to like start dressing people up in costumes, getting sets and stuff like that, you know, like sketch. But com- you don't need that for it to be funny, right? Like you, it's, you don't it's just need it, necessary. but it just depends on on the on the type of comedy. You know, if you're going for like a very very sort of like visual sort of slapstick sort of thing that. 
that relies on a lot of stuff like that, it might just be easier to do it animated. Maybe. You know? I think that I think comedy. I mean, in the UK, comedy is fucking dead as a doornail. It makes me so yeah. Sad. I think um, the only thing that I've seen recently that is still not great, but sometimes sometimes makes me laugh. Mrs. Brown's Boys. No, you it's love not that, Mrs. Brown's you? Boys. <laughs> Fuck me, I can't handle that show. I at mean, all. No, there was always shit like that. Like, I, I don't think Mrs. Brown's Boys is like a bad thing. It's my it, it's my most hated show. But if loads of fucking people like it, that's the shit they should be fucking putting on TV. Well, people th- people want to watch you put it on TV. What's that's that great. show that with Lee Mack in it? The one where he's he's like a dad and he's got a wife and he and it's not it's not a great show. Okay, I'm not recommending it, but I mean. In terms of what's actually out there in in Britain right now for comedy it's shows, it's just all panel shows. And the thing is with this show too, I find that they 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 try to put a joke in every fucking piece of dialogue. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and it, and it and it becomes actually tiresome after a while because it's just like, oh, just you know, lead up to something that's really yeah. funny instead of just constantly sniping like every fucking sentence for like a one liner or a joke or some there, witty there retort or whatever. Shows. There are a few shows. Friday Night Dinners. I recommend that if you have never heard of it. It's very good. It's got um, Tamsin Gregan. It's got the guy who was in... Uh, it's got two of the guys, actually, that were in The Inbetweeners. The two sort of main guys mm-hmm. uh, as as brothers. And the, the gist of it is they go to their parents' house for dinner on a Friday night. Because they're Jewish, so it's like the Friday night dinner thing. Right. And it, it's very, very, very funny. Um, and it's it's a really it's sweet because it's like you get to know the family. So a lot of the jokes are the kind of thing that you can you can imagine your parents or your dad or your mom or your grandmother doing something like that. It's like the the jokes are they're not just making jokes about some politician or some celebrity like a lot of the panel shows do. They just pick a celebrity that people know that is associated with a thing, and bam, that's a, that's a punchline right there. Right, like this right. is actual comedy. So that's good. The Detectorists is very very good. I've watched you can that. watch it on an iPlayer. That was, love that. That show. was quite fun. It was very English, very much very. Like, very yeah good though good english very good it's got a uh, mackenzie yeah. crook in it who's it has he actually wrote and directed it i didn't know he did that but did he, he? he did yeah yeah he did and i mean it is i thought the detectorist was great um i'd like more shit like that like the stuff that you know where is this where is the black adder of this generation you, is what you know saying. what i like you know what i i find funny and i watch um like fairly often i i watch have i got news for you fuck i love that show that's a good show it's, it's so like the fucking funny show, right? holy shit yeah. like it's it, it's a show that can still actually get like like gut laughs for me like almost <laughs> consistently every week yeah. it's nuts yeah it's it is but very if, funny, i mean I, I just think that they're still making alan partridge stuff they're still making fucking Red Dwarf. Just let it die for the love of God. Wow, they like, really you need you need the, yeah you need the new ones of these. You need to find the next people who are going to make you something that like Red Dwarf people love and has legs, right? Something like Black Adder that people still fucking watch. Where where is that coming from? And I don't see it. And I just think whatever is happening in comedy, the BBC has to be at the forefront because they can actually gamble. Right, you've got all your main shows, you've got your fucking Strictly's, you've got your Mrs. Browns, all this shit. Fucking find some budget for some guys and just say, just make something and find some actual funny people. The IT crowd was pretty funny. Yeah, that was okay. That was pretty. If funny. Series one was good, I think it fucking seriously dipped after that. But Jesus, 
No, I don't remember. It's something, right? At least it's something. At least it was something, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I know what you it's mean. It's something. Man, I've been watching the um the most recent season of um Curb Your Enthusiasm because I didn't That's even realize show. it came out. And holy yeah. shit, like yeah, uh, just consistently, I can't think of one season that's actually bad in that show. It's it's just really funny. Is that the one where he throughout. has to go before the the Islamic Council to decide whether to lift the, the yes, fatwa? Yes, yes. I got a fatwa. A fatwa. I got a fatwa. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's really good. It's and the, his friend tells him, well, he meets up with Salman Rushdie for lunch, right? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Fatwa sex, best sex. <laughs> I fucking love when I love when he goes to um to Funkhauser's new girlfriend's house and they and she's and she serves them tap water. Yeah. He's like, this is tap water? She's like, well, yeah. And then the, the, oh, the whole thing, the whole thing goes through and everybody hates the tap water. And then, you know, when they do like the accidental on purpose text, right. she finds out that that Marty's done one to her and she's like do you like my water, Marty? <laughs> no! No! It oh, tastes man. like I put a straw in a frog's ass! <laughs> it makes me barf every time I drink it! Oh, fuck, it was you, so You know funny. the guy who plays Marty Funkhauser? I didn't know this. He was like He was in Super the Dave Osborne. He was Super Dave. I had yeah. no idea. You, you, you didn't that know that? Hilarious. Fucking Super no, Dave was pretty funny. That. I was telling he my wife so about old. Super Dave because um, she like you guys just didn't get it over here, I don't think. Well, it used to be on TV that? for us and it was such a fucking weird show i was really young but i used to me and my friend used to watch it and and we found it funny but the humor was not like super mainstream humor back then yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's a very very weird show but it was like he was basically like a sort of like a terrible stunt a bumbling evil knievel sort of thing like you know like they they'd have this huge build up to like his big stunt at the end of the show and it was always a massive failure but like the production was hilarious because, you know, it would be that they'd shoot him out of a cannon. But like so you'd see him getting into the cannon and then it would just shoot like this fucking floppy <laughs> mannequin out of the cannon with like his voiceover going. Ooh! Oh, fuck. It was, it was pretty funny. But yeah, it's yeah. like a very, a very 80s show for sure. So kind of of the evil Knievel era. Yeah, he was he was pretty big, like in the 70s, wasn't he? Like that. I think it was. I the- mean, the evil Knievel was like a thing. There, there were there were guys and like like that back then. That there were celebrities because they did shit like jumping over a gorge. Yeah. On a motorcycle, yeah. right? Like the Simpsons reference. There's, yeah, there's Simpsons episodes about right? it. Yeah. Super Dave was a reference to it. Like these were like cultural. Everybody knew evil Knievel. Like everybody knew evil Knievel. Yeah. And I think celebrities have been replaced. Like everybody now knows Kim Kardashian, who yeah. is famous for for what? Right. What like the there's f- a difference. You know in what people think fame is now. What the fuck, BBC? Like you've got your Miss Brown boy. Where's the stunt show? Why, why yeah, don't we have a, a fucking weekly stunt fucking show. stunt show? Jeez. People would what love that. What happened to stunt shows? They're they're gone. There's no everybody stunt knows shows Ninja anymore. Warrior, right? You know Ninja Warrior. Let's have a fucking stunt show every week. There's a there's a big stunt. They have all this setup. They tell us what's gonna happen. The dude does a stunt. Sometimes he gets fucked up. Remember, awesome. remember Gladiators? That was fucking great too. Holy shit! They tried to bring it back a couple of times. I don't know whether sorta... these things were ever great or whether we just yeah, thought they when were I was great. A kid. Yeah, was when nothing, I was ten, everything was great. So that's why I look back. I think and there think... was nothing else on though, as well. Like no. I think I think we no, are spoiled these days by so much choice, right? Like like it wasn't there wasn't that much choice before, and we there were was able plenty to plenty on back then though. You. You'd be surprised. Like, yeah, look the Cannonball Show, uh, Little Large Show. Go look back, like in the early '90s, late late '80s, and look at primetime TV. There was some fucking belters on, like, 
like you know regularly and it was also a lot of shit yeah there was i mean the the a-team was primetime television mr belvedere remember mr belvedere no i don't god damn but i'm guess i'm guess what i'm saying was that i guess what i'm saying is nowadays we have hundreds of more shows we have multiple streaming platforms competing with regular tv it's old shit but there's a lot of great shows shows, it's house do-up shows or it's uk gold or dave they just show the same old shit but, but people still watch. I mean, it. I boot up Netflix, right? And I have what was it called? Where you have you you have too much choice, right? And you can't pick. Oh, that's that that is choice. just the Netflix thing, though, isn't it? I remember like occasionally on a on a Saturday or something, you know, if I didn't feel like doing anything else, you know, my wife would take the kids somewhere or with her mom or something, and they'd be like, "Oh, you know, we'll be back in a couple hours, so you know, just find something to do." Okay, great, yeah, I'll find something to do. Fucking pick up my iPad, look on Netflix, and I literally spent the whole time they were gone browsing Netflix. Like, I couldn't find a single thing that I could commit to watch. There's a lot of shit on there, So man. you're just constantly looking well, I through, wish, looking through. I mean, I wish Netflix was better, the, the organized and, and, and kind of clearer. And I can see why they've added the sort of the trailers thing, the autoplay, to kind of get you into right. a series. Because uh, although I hate that, um, I also understand... That that maybe helps to overcome that overchoice scenario of, and apparently the way you're supposed to overcome it is um like it's like if you're if you're taking your girlfriend out or whatever and you're like oh where shall we go, um that's kind of like too vague a question and also too much choice so you need to bring it down to like two or three choices you just, you'd be like I love okay. the way you've you've read something about how to make choices oh I know yeah <laughs> that's such a Lewis thing to do I can't make a choice there must be a article about how do how I control my choices. woman better let me just read up <laughs> hang on let me just consult these seven Wikipedia articles I have do you open. know what the, the real secret to Netflix is that there are hidden codes for genres and it'll sometimes have movies that aren't listed on the main page right you can you can google this and you can look at you can type in the address and it'll take you to a page for genres that it doesn't just list automatically so these oh. are like the hidden genres and there's actually a lot of movies that you're like Jesus I had no idea this was there a lot of them are shit but there are a lot of old movies that they just don't put up front because it's always trying to recommend, right? It's always saying, oh, you liked uh, Die Hard? Well, maybe you'll like this Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I'm like, no. I find, so, I find on the Netflix, hidden genres. Netflix and Prime now, um, they have like an ass end, for me anyway, there's an ass end to Netflix and, and Prime now where oh, yeah. when you scroll too far over, you start hitting like all the like the Bollywood movies and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And right. I'm sure, don't get me wrong, I know <laughs> That's people fucking love those. Netflix. But for me, that is just like, well, okay, I don't know why this is even appearing in my Netflix. Like I will not right. watch these probably. Well, Unless well, like somebody say. recommends one that's really good or something. But I've I've been playing a lot of these um, VR games on Steam, uh, you know, with and girlfriend simulators and stuff, you know, just making sure, yeah. just uh, practicing, just getting a bit of practice here. For, <laughs> right, like, yeah, you know, of course, yeah. End up with, hopefully, one day, fingers crossed, the real thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, having the Steam reviews is a legitimately a really good way of actually telling me whether a game is bad or not, right? Because... Usually I, I look at something, if it's like very positive or overwhelming positive, I'm like, I'm probably just going to buy it straight away. And then I scroll down and if there's a guy with like 2,000 hours in the game and he's like, it's like a funny comment, like, you know, yeah, this game, maybe 
you know, I, I played this game on the toilet. and I, I love people who have, like, 2,000 hours of the game played and they're so fucking, like... <laughs> they're, like, they're really that's angry. That's all they've done with their life for the no, past no, two years. No, no, they hate the game as well. They give it a negative <laughs> yeah, review. Yeah, and it's they're like, yeah. I tried really hard, guys. <laughs> I wasted all my I time. I really played this game. I tried to like it. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they really... I mean, at least it's a, it's a good review if they actually played the game. Well, that's the guys the thing. that have 0.1 hours on record and go... Rubbish. I don't well. reckon you're. I don't reckon you can give a game a negative review if you've played more than a thousand hours in it. That feels. No, I mean obviously you've got a bullshit. thousand hours of entertainment out of it. But um, that is that is that is more often than you think because people are so they so invested in a game they love a game so much like we we with WoW that we're incredibly critical of it and as a result they a patch change comes along they're like oh that's the last straw you nerfed mage <laughs> I'm going to complain <laughs> fucking developers not thinking about us mages my stuff of the unholy dick has been nerfed one final time and now I can no longer gank noobs in the conflicted zone. It's like, oh my God. People oh, lose their shit. So, so no, if, if, if Netflix had some sort of Steam style, even if it was just a link to fucking IMDB or something that told me, because the, the Netflix star rating system means that I look at a movie and I'm like, oh, is this going to be terrible or not? And then I have to get my phone out, I have to look it up, and it's like never see four out of ten stars. And I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck like, me. Everything seems to be at least three stars. Well, I think yeah. the, star the, is... the star rating is to do with whether it should be appropriate for you based on your viewing history rather than any kind of measurement of whether the movie's good or not. And as a well, result... Fucking cares. It's terrible. I've watched such a lot of wank on Netflix. Like, it's, I just thought, fuck me, that was a complete waste of my life. Whereas I'm sure there's like something really good on there that I've never heard of because it's not got a good rating. I watched system. something called the. Uh, it's called the Rain. It's like a Danish thing. Have you heard of that? The no. Rain. The Rain. It's, no. it's like I think it's on Amazon. Actually, it might be on Amazon. I can't remember. Anyway, it's it's in Danish. It's, it's set in Denmark. Uh, I recommend turning off the voiceover because it's terrible so just just go with the subtitled version yeah it's okay it's like an apocalyptic thing oh, where cool. these guys try to there's this terrible rain that gives people this terrible virus and it's the the one of the guys who's sort of in the project that developed or is trying to combat this uh he's within his the very beginning of the film he's in the car with his family and he it starts to rain he's like we got to get out of here so they go down this bunker and he starts from there um, and it's it's decent. It's not great. I, I skipped quite a bit of it because when I get to a point where I know what's going to happen, I just skip forward to a scene that looks interesting. You know, it's like a long conversation in the woods. I'm like, I already know this. These two characters, I know exactly where they're going. Skip, 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 skip. So it was. I watched it in like a day and a half. I just skipped a bunch of it. It's okay. I give it like a five out of ten. If you if you love post post apocalyptic stuff, it's got a few cool things in it. But yeah, five out of ten? Are you fucking shitting me? Is, that, is this your film recommendation for people? It's I'm saying it's okay. It's like that's why it gets it's, a five out of ten. It's not really worth watching. If you want to no, watch it, you like go ahead. Apocalyptic stuff. It's okay. It's that's five a, out of ten. Yeah, let's just go through everything on Netflix that we didn't we, we, was average. I mean, it's like that's oh. the most recent thing I fucking watched. We were talking about Netflix. I gave you a recommendation. Uh, it's not what? really uh, a recommendation. I don't know whether to is. watch it or not. Now, all you told me is average. Hey, why listen. don't they put that on the fucking film poster? You might like ladies, it. You might not. Ladies, Who's ladies, what's, your, what's your rating system? Give me an example of a film. What, what about Talladega Nights? How much you give that, Sips? Ah, uh, like five out of ten, I guess. <laughs> five out of ten. It was okay. Uh, yeah, right? I wouldn't right? watch a I wouldn't watch a five out of ten movie. I've got better things to do with my life. No, you haven't. You just you said really you watch don't. a lot of shit on Netflix. Yeah, I do watch a lot of shit on Netflix. Actually. Yeah, your argument falls apart. I play apart a lot of shitty games hurdle. on Steam Case as well. Close. Where's my gavel? Hey, um, hey, Flax. Do you what? have you seen or do you know anything about The Quiet Place, the movie? Yeah. No. Okay. It's, it's listen. Good. Don't read up on this movie at all. 
and just go see it, okay? Where is it? Thank me later. At the cinema? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, go, cool. Just go and see it. Just like, okay. just find a time to go and see it and go see it. Okay, I'll do D- it. It All was right. directed from... Don't! But, no, 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 nothing! No, he has, he's got to go in blind. Right, we want right. a trip report next week when we do okay. the Triforce okay. on what you thought right. of the movie, okay? Will do. Sweet. Yeah. All we right, well, that. I think that's, that's all the good. time we have for today. We have to all go right. uh, devise ways to, um, you know, get another 1.5 downloads <laughs> in the next couple of four months. We can do it, lads. So uh, we're going to put our heads together and we're going to figure it out. And in the meantime... Come up with a jingle. We'll um, yeah, we'll come up with a jingle. Uh, Flax can go watch that movie. Yep. Um, Lewis is just going to go play some more VR girlfriend games. And um, I've been your host, Chris Loves Ass. I'll see you guys <laughs> next time. Peace and love. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.